Alright, so so uh we're gonna hit a message. Uh Jesus' name. I'm hoping that it'll be just for today because I wanted to talk about can you be perfect next week. So uh as you can see the the uh topic is now but if you see it now, you know, some of us are a little old school here, so so yeah, y'all y'all remember now later? You said this look, see JT JT be getting me, man. He's like, they're still around, Pastor. You might not be eating them, but they're still hanging. Um, but 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 actually, the the their name now and later, right? Uh, now, growing up, we just call them now laters. We probably never read the the, the, the package. You just yo, you'll get some now laters. Y'all got some apple now laters, great. Um, but it was what? What's 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 the phrase? What eat some now? Save some for later, right? Eat some now, save some for later. So. Uh, <laughs> I know our topic says now or later for a particular reason. So I was meditating on some things. Let's go to Haggai chapter 2. Actually, actually, for the second time, you don't have to go there, but if you want to, you can. But it talks about your, your latter in shall be greater than your former, right? So your, your, your later shall be greater than your now, <laughs> right? It's pretty much saying... Um, your greater shall be later. Right? Your later shall be greater, right? Your later shall be what? Greater. Your later shall be greater. But the interesting thing is the choices you make now determine what that greater later is going to look like, right? You know, yeah. So, well, he told me to say it again. So, the interesting thing, the choices that you make now is going to determine what that later greater will look like. Right? So, sometimes we blow off the now choices thinking that they don't have a later greater impact you know it's so interesting so you know this my lovely wife and married uh, 27 going on 28 years in August and so in the early stages again you know we, we came in a relationship you know we're Christians but we're learning about Christianity we're going to church um, so there probably was some from our discipleship class there was some worldly Christian in us you know there was you know, you got the natural person who ain't saved. You got the person that's spiritual who is living for God. And in the middle is that worldly Christian who's trying to do both, right? And so part of, you know, us, you know, we, we had some compromise that the Lord had to get out. I know y'all, as soon as y'all got saved, y'all was walking on water. But we had to, we had to, trans, so, so that affected how we flow with each other. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so in the now, I might have a little impatient attitude. I'm from North New Jersey, so I might have had that North New Jersey game face. You know, and since I was in the, I was, when we got together, I was in the scriptures. So, but if you didn't say nothing that lined up with what I knew, I probably would look at my wife like, so you got a, you got a point? You know, but it probably had that Jersey, I don't know how it looked now, but it had that Jersey look, I'm smiling now, but it probably had that like, really? What you got to say? Yeah. That's where I grew up at, Goldsmith Avenue. All right, so 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 <laughs> South Ward. Well, y'all don't even know. Yeah, I mean, don't get me distracted. All right, so 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 what's happening is is uh, is in the now. I'm I'm a little impatient in how I flow, you know. But what I didn't realize, I was sowing a seed of impatience. When I got back that harvest, it was going to be later and greater. So when I when she would when I would get back my harvest. It wouldn't be 
a face of impatience. I wasn't getting that back. I was getting back a tree of impatience. As a matter of fact, a vineyard. <laughs> right? But I sold that seed. Right? Let's say if I was thinking selfish. Now, well, I didn't get back a seed of selfishness. I got back a tree. Right? It was later, but it was greater. So what are you what you're doing now around your kids in serving the Lord? There's a harvest coming for that. It's gonna be later and greater. Okay, okay. Just uh, I know that sounds like I said this, but let's let's look at Galatians. Look at Galatians. When we met, I, I used to do this. I was like, babe, don't take don't take my word for it. It's in the book, right? So don't take my word for it. Let's, let's see what the book says. This is what God says. And the scripture says in, in uh, Isaiah, whose report shall you believe? And I find it amazing that God will say something and people still operate based on what people have told them. You know, so you, if you're in compromise, what's your, what's your justification of the compromise? What everybody's doing, what everybody says. But God can say something and it'd be like, oh, that's just God. <laughs> right, but but everybody else has more validity than God now, right? Thank you for the no. Yeah, all right. All right. So so Galatians six. Look, look, look. Verse and it says, "Be not deceived." Right? God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall reap. He should also reap. So so so. God doesn't have to come come down and supervise us. Right? Right? The seeds that we sow is supervising us. Because that's what we're going to reap. That, that's not me. Yeah, no fine brimstone or nothing. That's, that's, that's me making everybody aware that you're going to reap the harvest of your choice. You're going to reap a harvest of now. It comes back later and greater. So you know the, fly, the, the line that you hear a lot. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. How many of us that made that statement was even wanted to cross that bridge? We ain't want to go nowhere near the bridge, right? But we, we're, but we're making the decision because we want some pleasure today at the expense of fulfillment tomorrow. We want some pleasure now, not knowing that the harvest later is going to be crazy, right? Now, listen, I'm, I'm 57. I'll be 58. I, I get it, right? I just get it. I get it. So, so I'm not, uh, yes, I'm living for God. I'm a pastor. I'm living for God because this life is real. And I make choices now based on what I want later. And we all have that option. So let's say if you hear truth about God even today. Right? Let's say you hear truth about God today. You're going to decide, right, Sister Debbie, whether you're going to live out that truth. But know what you're deciding? What you want later. Everybody in here. So we don't have to be sad. We don't have to be frustrated. Actually, if whatever's happening in our life now, if we don't like it, that was our later. Based on the previous now. So you sowed the seed. That must have been the harvest we wanted. So we should be happy. When we go out and look at the crop of our life, we're reaping the harvest of the seeds that we sowed. Like you can't be selfish, nasty, prideful, 
snapping and think you ain't going to reap that harvest. You, look, even if you do it privately, you, you still get a harvest, right? Because the scripture says, you know, is what, what you do in the dark shall be revealed. What it's saying is what you buried now is going to be revealed as a crop later. That's basically what it's saying. It's in the surface. We don't know what you're buried right now. It's hot in that dirt. <laughs> right? It's hot. Oh, oh, but when that crop comes, you can't be what you going? You can't be stepping on the flower. Yeah, you notice it's hard to kill weeds, right? Once they start growing, boy, they just start growing. You try to stop a weed here, and they, they grow behind you. Yeah, but see, 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 if you didn't take care of that crop. You're going to reap a harvest of weeds, right? Ain't that right? All right, so, so just, just think about that for a second. What's a, look, what's a man that he shall reap, right? We just read the scripture. That's what the Bible says, not Pastor Keith. Right, verse 8 says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption. So if there's corruption running rampant in our lives, if there's corruption running rampant in our lives, uh, do we sow to the flesh? See, see, see. When the flesh places a demand on, on you sowing into it, giving to it, did you like, nah, flesh man, I, listen, listen. You won't be getting no seeds today because I don't want to reap no harvest of you later. I'm sowing to the spirit. Did we do that or did we sow to the flesh? Right? I'm just, 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 uh, again, this is not for condemnation. And look, look, the other part of the scripture says, but he that soweth to the spirit shall, shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So, so I want that. See, see, I want it. I want the fulfillment of, of things everlasting. So I sow to the spirit. I get it. I get it. You got this religious world. What's religious and what not? What's not? What makes you look righteous and what makes you look not? Man, man, listen, personally, I don't care about all that. I just want to reap. Of what God wants for me. So I'm a soul to the spirit. Not because I'm sweet or I'm better than nobody. It's what I desire. When I'm waiting patiently. I'm not waiting patiently because I want to wait. I'm no different than you. I don't want to wait. But I know I have to. The scripture says 1 Corinthians 6.12. All things are lawful but not expedient. So, so, so we get a lot of conversation. On, I don't think anything wrong with that. What's wrong with that? Well generally speaking. Is it going to steal, kill, or anybody? Probably not. Is it going to affect your sight? Probably will. Is it going to affect, affect your harvest? Definitely will. So now, how are we making the decisions? Because a lot of times you see the harvest of the, of the relationship, but you sow in the same seed. Why would you, and then you justify the seed that, that this, this relationship is sowing, but you don't want to deal with what they're dealing with. You're like, man, they're going through. You're about to go through too. Because you know birds of a feather flock together, right? They also fly to the same destination. Okay, all right. So that went over real well. I see a lot of amens there. All right, so, so just, just keep this in mind. And then verse 9, it says, it says, and let us not be weary and well doing now, right? It says, for in due season later, we shall reap if we faint not. Don't give up is what that means. Right? And so, what is our biggest challenge to be consistent in doing well? 
So I'll give you this. I, I, I'm going to pull this from young man back there, Harold. Uh, he taught on Fast Week, which was December, right? Did you teach December? I taught on Fast Week, and he was sharing something. And his testimony said, man, you know, I used to be handling business. How old are you, Harold? 16. So so guess you was handling business, what, 15? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. That's my guy, right? <laughs> so he said, man, I used to be handling business. He said, now nah, I just be doing all types of stuff I shouldn't be doing. Um, I'm paraphrasing. You didn't say it exactly like that, but that's close, right? And he said, man, I got to get back to that person. And so when he said it, I related to it because I remember all the way up until my sophomore year at Week Wake High School, I, I pretty much did pretty good. Um, like, I mean, no, I'm not doing that. I don't see no reason to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. Y'all can do it. I ain't rolling like that. But then I made this dumb, dumb, dumb thought. I said, well, maybe I'm tripping. Everybody else is doing it. So maybe, I, maybe it's me. Now, who's everybody? <laughs> South Ward, Newark. Right. That's it. Not I wasn't in the world. I was in a community. So I decided, well, you can't knock it if you didn't try it. Man, that's the biggest mistake I made in my life, like Harold, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I just, you know, what did I do? I got weary and well-doing. The harvest wasn't coming fast enough. And I got tired of uh, not being lonely, but being alone. There wasn't a whole lot of people on the team. On that road, it wasn't a whole, it wasn't a crowd. Narrow is the way, right? It wasn't a crowd, so I was like, hey, well, you know, let me just try. And as soon as I tried, this is how the adversary worked. I, I was getting all types of fake friends. Yo, 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 my man. Yo, I saw you at the club. Saw you at the club. You was down Zans. Yo, I saw you in New York. So now all of a sudden people talk to me. I'm just happy that people are talking to me because I was there. I was there in a compromise, too. I know I got this on video, and I know y'all about to say something, but it's true. All right? And it took a while for me to realize, first of all, I never, I just never liked the environment. But I just, I hung in there. You know, I hung in there like, people be talking, I'm like, man, I just got to get out of here. But if I leave, they're going to talk about me too. I don't want them talking about me, so I just hang in here listening to nothing. He just mentioned the club I went to. Okay. <laughs> We see who all was participating in some things. <laughs> anyway, all right, so, 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 so this is the thing. Um, let's go to uh, Matthew 6. Let's go to Matthew 6. And, and, and this is the thing is you want greater in your life. How many people want greater? Raise your hand. Let me see how many people raise their hand. You want greater in your life. So some people don't want anything greater. Okay, all right. That's going to be interesting. See how that plays out. All right, so... You want greater, the question is, do we or will we believe to see that greater? Will we wait for the greater we've been desiring? Like in other words, before I make a different move, would I say, I'm not making any adjustments till I see greater. I'm going to stay locked in on this thing until I see greater. I'm not going to compromise in the relationships I'm in. These people don't care about me anyway. They, they, they can't even value me right. But I'm going to wait on greater. Greater is going to appreciate me, value me. Everything's going to be about me. Right? So can you wait on the greater? Right? Uh, uh, so I, where did I tell you to go? Matthew? 
Yeah, for okay, so so let's go to Psalm twenty seven. <laughs> We're gonna come back to Matthew six for Psalm twenty seven. Because it, you know, we know who David is. David was one of the greatest guys ever to be in the Bible. He's one of my mentors, right? So so uh Psalm twenty seven thirteen, this is David talking. He says, I had I had fainted. You just talked about fainting, right, in Galatians. I said I would have given up, right? Unless I had believed to see believe to see believe it until I see it the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living so we ain't talking about heaven in the, in the sweet by and by now the land of the living right here I would have quit I would have given up I would have compromised unless I believe now again that's that the goodness of the Lord is going to manifest differently to different people so I got people I was talking to somebody uh, they're multi-millionaire this is a good friend and um they're believing to see the goodness of the Lord and to live it. But some of us that are not multi-millionaires, they're going, well, they already got the goodness of the Lord. That's not what they think. In their environment, that's what they've had. That's what they're used to. That's what, like, the, the 7,000 square foot house is normal for them. Like, they're not looking at the house like, boy, God's goodness is here. I, or they're not looking at the house like, well, I've arrived. To them, they're like, okay, we got a house. I'm still feeling the thirst. They're looking for the goodness at their level. And I guarantee you, when you get those things, you'll start seeing, okay, I thought by the time I got this, I should be feeling kind of cool. Why am I not? Because, see, goodness has a lot to do with your design more than what you have. What you have is just additional, in addition to. Who you are is where the fulfillment is. That's what we lose sight of. We think the relationship is going to fulfill us. No, 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 no. If you don't know who you are, the relationship won't fulfill you. It's just going to get on your nerves. Right? I right, so just keep that in mind. So believe to see the goodness of the Lord, land of living. Let's go to Matthew 6. Now or later. Because what I found out is people are willing to compromise now. Right? Not knowing that they're, gonna, they're not going to be able to stand what's coming later. They're cheating now almost like, it'll be all right, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. But some of the people that we have to counsel and we talk to that's going through this experience like, oh my God, I should have done this a long time ago. I wish I would have not been lazy, irresponsible, unaccountable. I wish I wasn't hiding with my business that you're not getting paid for. That was sarcastic and I apologize. I just felt that. It was so, so, so Matthew 6 is a great chapter. It's one I, one I read all the time. But let's start at verse 2. It says, Therefore, when thou doest thy alms, that's when you're given something. It says, Do not sound the trumpet before thee, uh, as the hypocrite do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. So people that's looking for glory of men, right? It says, Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. It says, When thou doest thine alms, let, thy, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which see it in secret himself shall reward thee openly. It says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, in the corners, in the streets, that they may be seen of men. They're loud. 
Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. It says, but thou, when thou prayest, enter in thy closet. When thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. The people that are saying they have their reward, that's the people that's willing to almost take a bribe now. I just want everybody to give me props now. It's not benefiting your life. It's not giving you fulfillment. But look, look at me. I look good. I'm the person. It's saying you have your reward. But the people that are waiting on the Lord, the people that are being patient, the people that are not trying to push themselves into position, oh, they got a harvest coming. The people that's not trying to be loud to go, you're the best prayer in the room. You have the most word in the room. You're the best singer in the room. Yeah, you may be. Let another man praise thee, not with thine own mouth, not with thine own lips. That's not what we're going after here. We're going after fulfillment that God has designed for us, right? So, so we're going after the later, right? Don't cheat on the now, right? So, so, okay, okay. So, so y'all know we're transparent, right? So when we do our little private sessions, now y'all can put what y'all want to do in the private sessions. When you do your little private sessions, what you saying? I want my, I want pleasure now, right? But you know what you're forfeiting? The fulfillment later. Then you walk around talking about, I, I don't know if I want to live anymore. Why? Are you getting the harvest of what you wanted? Well, you should want to live. If, if you're saying you don't want to live and you don't like your circumstances, hey, sow some different seed. Right? Okay, did that come across? That wasn't sarcastic, right? That was okay? The people over there was like, that's the truth. It's the truth, Pastor. Tell them. All right, so, so, so with this in mind, Luke 14. All right, Luke 14. You know, when we sign on to this life, you sign on to a life with God. If you're still living the life you used to live, why, why'd you sign on? Let's say if it's a life of compromise, a life of sin, whatever. Well, you could do that without God, right? Right? So why would you sign on to God, right, but still live the old life? It just don't even make sense. Because you didn't need to sign on to God. Now you're dealing with the conviction and the guilt. You're running from folk, you know, right? So if you're going to sign on to this life, consider this. Luke 14. Some of you are way ahead of me here, I know. Verse 28. It says, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it, finish it, get to the later? Which of you, now starting to build something, doesn't consider what it's going to take to finish it later? Right? Count the cost. It says, it says less happily, he has laid the foundation and is not, ab and not able to finish it, and all that behold it, begin to mock him. Saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Right? Then it goes on to give some other examples of that. So now, as we're making choice, count the cost. Don't just count the cost for what you want. Count the cost for your compromise. Because, again, when you recognize, count the cost for your laziness, your stubbornness. It costs something. Man, I w listen, leave it up to me, I want to be stubborn. I want to be stubborn. I don't want to do it. But guess what? Every time I calculate it, I'm a former math guy. When I, when, it, when I calculate it, it adds up to crazy. 
frustration, depression. So, so now I gotta listen. I gotta embrace what someone's saying. I gotta change. Right? When I look in the mirror and count the cost of, of, of my eating, you know what? Man, I gotta work out. I don't wanna work out. No different than nobody in the room. I don't wanna lift no weights. I don't wanna run. I don't wanna do them heels. I don't wanna do them heels. I don't like the first pain when I haven't been doing them. Like the first heel. It's like, man, you got to be kidding me today. We, we will not be doing this. And the Holy Spirit said, yes, we will. You run up that hill one more time. And you run up that hill one more time. I don't want to do it. Guess what? But when I look at what I want, I have to do it. Now, I just said that, you know, well, why are you going to drive down my street, Pastor? Listen, I'm not trying to drive down no street. What I'm saying is, we, all we got to do is start. We got to take a step. And we got to create momentum. That's the vision for this year, momentum. Instead of reflexing with our excuse for why we're doing it. Well, you don't understand. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, working out is painful. Now that we got that out of the way, we can work out, right? Because some, of, some, some people are thinking, well, it, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> because you're making your body do something it doesn't want to do. Your body wants you to sow to the flesh. Feed my comfort. Make it easy for me. The spirit is willing for you to take, just take steps before you know it, you'll have momentum. It's not, listen, there's no special thing about working out. Like, you don't need no special anointing or nothing like that. You just need a step. Right? But all y'all that are sweet communicators, you got, you got, you sound good to yourself while you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? You be hitting, you got the lines. Just give me one of your lines. Cause this is, he working out. He going to the gym now. So I could, so I could use it. What was the line? Man, that dude be hitting me like, oh, oh, look. So I'm going to use this, okay? Can I use the other day? So we lifting, right? We, we taking uh, stuff. We move, taking stuff in the house. We lifting. And so, so some of the stuff was a beast to get up the stairs, right? So we get it up the stairs and we making all types of noise. <laughs> and, and James goes, yeah, man. That was hard for us. <laughs> we turn around and look back. Huh? He said, man, did you see what we just did? <laughs> and then later on, you know, so we grab stuff. And James come by with the, with the, with the, uh, with the uh, drawers for the, like, the dresses and stuff. He go, hey, I, hey, I saved y'all a trip. <laughs> hey, hey y'all would have had to move this stuff. See, everybody has their responsibilities out here. Right? Right? He said, he said, I was the seventh man on the bench. You know, this is my job. Y'all go ahead that you do all the heavy lifting. I'm just like, you know, relieving you for a little bit of time. You come back in the game. Hey, hey, hey go on back downstairs and get that other heavy thing. Right? But what I'm saying is, I, I'm, I used him because I, we were talking the other day and he said that they got a membership. They're starting to work out. How old are you? What are you saying, man? Oh, I didn't realize that. All right, so, so, so you understand what I'm saying? It's not. It's just starting, you know, it's just starting. But try to get rid of some of those lines. You know, some of those uh, honey bun lines. Like, 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 man, shut them down. Shut down the honey buns. You know, like, you know, because you, you know, you're going to die or something. Yeah, don't assist it. <laughs> All right, 2 Corinthians 9. Oh, oh, the Holy Spirit prophetically spoke. I, I, I messed up your honey bun. That's, that's all.
Second Corinthians, uh, <laughs> Second Corinthians nine. My bad, I just got you, huh? They got it in the car. Cosmel telling on y'all. All right, so she over there like telling on them. Yeah, and they got something in the car. You know that the you know the the sibling that always telling. Hey, they didn't do their homework. That's Pastor Bell. All right, so Second Corinthians nine. Uh, this is scripture, right? It says verse six. It says, "But this I say, he which soweth giveth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully." Right? So it's real simple. What you sow, you reap. So let's say if you give sparingly to, I, I know we mentioned exercise, uh, being diligent in the word, uh, being disciplined and staying away some, for some of these fleshly desires. Uh, uh, in your stewardship, let's say you give sparingly. You reap sparingly. It's not rocket science. But it says he that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Right? And it, it, it's not complicated. You see what I'm saying? It's real simple. That's, so now if you give bountifully, look for a harvest bountifully. You know, and we didn't think about it. You know, uh, I'll share this about uh, Tyler. So we moved out here. Uh, we didn't know we was at a church for 18 years. I worked there for 12. She worked there for four. We just didn't, you know, next move was to pastor a church. We, we, we rolled all good in the last minute. Things changed. So, so we're already, so, so we're moving. So we ended up coming out here with $1,625 to start Ash Christian Center Church with just me and her. But God showed me, he says, oh, no, 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 no. You already sent uh, a harvest ahead. So I was talking to a guy just uh, called me the other day, and he was like, uh, he said, so how things go? You know, you guys went down there by yourself. How, how, how'd you keep this thing going? I said, it was God. It had nothing to do with us. I said, because when you move into a place you've never been to pioneer a church with two people, don't nobody know you? And, and, and guess what? So ain't nobody tithing. Well, okay, you have five people. Right? Not, they're not being evil. They don't know you. Yeah, that's just, that's just the reality. It, it, it is, nobody's tripping. And then we wasn't tripping. We wasn't coming to, hey, I don't know what y'all think up in here, but these, these, these lights cost money. We never did none of that. God supernaturally had people sustain the church with five tithers. Supernatural. I mean, uh, he had people uh, 10,000. 45,000, 60,000 to keep the church going until the church was taking care of itself. Because everything, you know, we give away everything, but it does cost to get it, to give it away. Right? You know, we give away a t-shirt, the CDs, whatever, that does cost the, the electric bill or uh, the lawnmower, you know. But I said all that to say God moved people based on already having a storehouse of a harvest waiting to pour out. So that's why some people go out and I'm just going to launch out and do stuff. So so did you sow bountifully before you decided to launch out and do what you're doing? Because you're about to reap what you sow. Did you, did you give up yourself or did you hold back? Because you're about to reap what you sow. When you start the business, guess what? You already know the, how it's going to flow. You're going to get a harvest of what you sow. And it's not even evil. It's God is up there assuming that's what you wanted. Because that's what you gave. Right? And it's not tripping. Does that make sense? You know, if you show up at the ground and you give an orange tree and you get frustrated because there's no apples coming, 
God is looking like, but you sold orange seeds. I figured you wanted oranges. And you only sold one seed, so I figured you wanted just a tree. So now why are you upset? I figured if you was wanted bountifully, you would have sold much seed, right? And you would have sold the seed that you desired. Now, looking for that harvest later. I ain't never seen a farmer go to the ground looking for corn and ain't plant no seed. I ain't never seen a, a, a farmer go to the ground looking for corn, but he planted seed for peas. I've never seen that. And guess what? I've never seen a, a, a farmer go out, look at the ground, period, if he ain't plant nothing. He ain't going out there going, baby, did the harvest come up yet? Man, it's been like two years. You'd think something would have came up out that ground. And you ain't, get, you ain't did nothing. You ain't cultivated the soil. You didn't plant and you didn't water it. Consistently. Guaranteed. Farmer goes out, plants seed. Listen, I'm from the city talking about this stuff. Y'all know this already. If you're from down here. If <laughs> Look, I was in, where was that? Where was we at yesterday? Sir, but it was, uh, hold on. Port Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, right? So your wife told me but they talk a little different than we do down here, right? So anyway, so y'all know it was a whole other place. They played up there yesterday. And, uh, but this environment is agriculture. People plant, you see, yeah, well, I was driving up there, I saw all types of farmland. Cows, all types of stuff. So, so I'm from the city and I know this. I'm gonna go out here, I'm gonna plant, I'm gonna, I gotta take care of that ground. I just can't plant and be like, ah, you know, I know it's been a couple months, but I could have watered it. I could have took care of it. I could have uh, cultivated the soil, but ah, I'll get to it. We do this in the body of Christ all the time. The one I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, we trying to ride on that. We ain't watering nothing. We ain't planting no seed of the word. We just riding on that. And then if somebody asks you, are you a Christian? Are you serious about the Lord? Yeah, I prayed. You can't do that nothing else in your life but in the kingdom, it's okay not to take on the seed of the word. Even though the scripture says meditate on the word day and night and do all that's written therein, then say you make your way prosperous, then say you have good success, we tell ourselves, yeah, but I don't really need to do that. Because I'm, I'm a good people. Oh, I'm positive. And guess what? I pray. But the scripture says, even your prayer, if you pray according to his will, which is his word, you can have, have the petitions that you desire of him. So now, if I'm praying now, according in harmony with his word, I can expect a harvest. But if I'm praying according to my flesh, according to my feelings, or according to uh, uh, the hymnal, according to my emotions, according to all this, the religious cliches, I'm, I'm expecting a harvest. But that's not what the scripture says. And you ain't going to pray according to the word because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So you could be praying and God could be up there going, what are you talking about? You're asking for my agreement and you're not even keeping me in remembrance of my word because you don't know it because you don't read it. One scripture a day does not 
keep the devil away. Now, and I wasn't being sarcastic. That's just true. It don't even make sense. You're being flooded with the words of the world. The words of the world. Yeah. You're being flooded with the words of the world. Through music, through commercials, through going into the mall. Like, through sitting around in fellowship. Flooded with words. And you absorb those words. We, we, we looked at the music thing. I know the youth already saw it. But in the music thing, um, the guy was like, you know, you taking music, you learn stuff you don't even want to know. And so he, he did a line. He said, if I say, the best part of waking up. And so he made this line. He said, he said how many people bought that album? Learned it in choir rehearsal. You learned it without trying to. Because it was played through music. Music is the only thing that can go in you without your permission. It can bypass your conscious, go right to your subconscious. I guarantee, and I'm not going to do it, but I guarantee you, I'll start quoting, saying some songs right now. Y'all finish them. Right? So, same thing. That's word going in. The Bible says, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but your delight shall be in the law of the Lord. And in that law, should you meditate day and night. It says, that's when you'll prosper. Right? Psalm 1, 1, th one through 3. Right? But we're meditating on the world day and night, doing all that's written in their news, in their uh, tweets, in their Facebook, all these little different things. CNN, when we should be seeing in the Bible. Right, we're doing all those things, and then we're wondering why, as soon as you hear the word, hold on, hold on, pastor, pastor, hold on, hold on, hold on, come on, you're going too far now. I'm going too far based on what? Based on what you've been absorbing. Not based on what God says. Right? You see the difference? What do you want later? Because the scripture says, if you sow to the flesh, you shall reap corruption. I'm saying this respectfully. If you sow into the flesh, it's coming. Okay. All right. Here you go. Give me those looks. So let's go to Ecclesiastes. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. And I think we're going to close with Ecclesiastes. We're going to read two passages of Ecclesiastes and we're going to go into our later. Okay? Ecclesiastes 8. I'm sorry. I just said Ecclesiastes 8. Scripture that we've talked about here quite a bit of times, but it'll fit. Alright, so Ecclesiastes 8, Ecclesiastes 8, verse 11. Verse 11. It says, because the sentence, right? You know, as you, go to, as you go to jail, they sentence you, right? You know, so that's your punishment for the crime. Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. So a person is doing things that's going to cause corruption, but they're not re receiving a consequence right away, right? It says, therefore, the heart of the sons of men, it didn't say Satan. It didn't say this, uh, the sons of Satan. It didn't say the people of the world. It says the hearts of the son of men are fully set in them to do evil. Because they're not reaping the present consequence of it. So they believe they're getting away with it. But the harvest is coming. It comes later and greater. So, so, so what you think you're doing now. 
that that supposed to yield corruption the reason why it God doesn't execute it immediately he's giving you an opportunity to repent to change from it but we we boast on it yeah well I've been doing that for a while ain't nothing happened to me oh it's coming just like I've been doing uh, well doing for a while and uh, and for a long time things was not happening but you know what my confidence was it's coming I get a harvest for doing well but I also get a harvest for compromise oh, okay we good okay well I know that's amen pastor hallelujah glory glory Woo. alright so let's go to chapter 11 <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tell me more. Tell me more. All right. So Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And we'll just start at verse 1. And we're going to close out with this. Okay. It says. Uh, it says. Cast thy bread upon the water. For thou shalt find it after many days. Cast thy bread now. You shall find it later after many days. And then it starts to break it down. It says. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall shall be upon the earth so what it's saying is 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 bountifully give because you don't know what's trying to steal your harvest and see see you know i don't know if anybody farm but they deal with all types of stuff they deal with animals trying to eat the crop birds trying to pick the seed before it's planted you know it's the first thing i learned because uh, the people that raised me with in the foster home they was from rocky mountain north carolina so they ain't call nobody to the house to turn over the, the soil. They call Keith outside to turn over the soil. Turn over the soil, break it up, plant the seed, put the straw above the seed, right? But you know why we put the straw there? So the birds wouldn't pick up all the seed. Look, look. Brick City boy learns something about agriculture, right? I planted tulips. I did all types of things because I was the go for it. You go for that and do it. <laughs> Right, so so what I'm saying is like, <laughs> they didn't. Oh, this is good. When we planted grass seed, we didn't put out. We, now we turned over the entire soil. So that means even when we had grass, we flipped that whole thing over, broke that thing down, and spread spread it seed. We didn't put like a hundred seeds on this on on this property. We just spread it, and and I noticed the birds came and ate some of the seed, but we still got grass. Why? We sold plenty. <laughs> right? When we sow sparingly, there's evil on the earth trying to eat up your seed. Your, your, look, so if you just do one good deed, somebody's going to eat that seed. That rhymed, didn't it? <laughs> look, look, hey, we can add that to a rat. <laughs> right? Alright, so, so what I'm saying is, so, but you want to you just want to live to give yourself and be benevolent and think about others besides yourself. You never know which one's going to produce a harvest. Some of you are sitting around going, I'm done. I gave enough. Now, I'm going to pick with you. Uh, as a family member, you know who I'm talking about. And it's like, well, I, I, this is a joke. This is a running joke that that she, I'll make sure it's she, so, I, so you know what I'm talking about. Like, well, you know, I don't... I, I done been there for all y'all. It's about time for me to retire. So I'll be picking what I was like. Ain't no retirement and loving on people. You up for the next assignment. She knows this already. She just, it's a joke. Like, she's a joke. But what I'm saying is like, so you done? 
You're a veteran in it. You're done. You've done enough. Now you just, you're coasting. You're, you're in uh, Christian or spiritual retirement. Just sitting around, you know, waiting for all the benefits of what? I hope it wasn't religious practice. Because you don't get a harvest for that. That's not seed sown. Seed sown have to come from the heart. Not from the head and not from the hands. Right? You see the difference? Alright, alright, alright. Let's finish reading this because I said this was it, right? Well, I read two. Okay, verse three. It says, If the clouds be full of rain, they, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree fall towards the south or towards the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. It says, he that observeth the wind shall not sow. He that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. So what he's saying is like, if we're looking for the best circumstances before we give, we'll never give. Now, oh, let's go back to the farmer. Are they going to wait for great weather before they sow? Before they sow, they see. They, they just got to sow. Trust God to take care of their crops. Right? But if they go, oh, it's cloudy, I'm not sowing. Listen, it could cost, because there's a season for you to plant certain things to get a harvest from. I learned that too in Newark. Tulips, you got to plant in a particular season for them to birth in the spring and they can handle the climate of the spring. If you plant them too late, they'll birth in the summer, that's too hot. You plant them too early, they'll birth in the cold weather, and that's too cold. Yeah, because they grow two seasons later. They're not like orange trees and stuff that take years, right? Right, y'all should know that already. I haven't said that a thousand times around here. All right, so what, what did I read? Uh, two, three, four. I'm at five. As, as thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, know how the bones do grow in the womb, or her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether whether or which shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. They said, when I get up in, every day, I'm looking for an opportunity to sow my life. You know, to sow my, my, my treasures, to sow my time. Right? I'm looking for an opportunity. I don't know which one it's going to take. I'm not looking for opportunities to take. I'm looking for opportunities to give. Because I'm not, if, I'm only looking for opportunities to take if this, if my life stops in this now. If I plan on going beyond this now, I got to send some seed out ahead of me. I can expect a harvest. See, see, I, respectfully, I'm not worried if anybody's going to be faithful or support God's vision for it. I was faithful in somebody's church for 18 years. And I'm not talking about drive-bys. Listen, we used to joke, hey, hey, which day of this week do you have off in the evening? Our days off was evening. She had one evening a week off. I had one evening a week off. In the, in the summertime when school was out, because I did campus ministry as well as high school, then I was like, hey, Babe, I got three whole evenings off. This is the life we lived. 
All right, when I was an armor bearer, you know, supporting a pastor, I, I didn't leave till he left. So sometimes I'd be there at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know who was there also? Pastor Mellon. Sitting in the dark in the sanctuary. She wasn't serving. She was there with her husband. Because we had one card at the time. But she wasn't sitting in there going, she wasn't keep coming in the back hallway, yo, bro, my man, we going home anytime today? Listen, you need to tell, you want me to go ask him? You need to tell that pastor it's time to go. No, never complained. Never, listen, no matter, I could be gone, she would never call. Yo, my man, listen, you need to be home. Never. Because she said, hey, God is positioning you and the seed that you're sowing to impact our lives. I'm good. She, she said she was in the sanctuary praying. She was like, I'm good. We're living the results. Oh, I'm sorry. We're scratching the surface of living the results of that faithfulness. My wife said, we got lost in serving. So, so we're not looking over our shoulder. We're not looking over our shoulder for nothing. We're not uh, experiencing the harvest and going, oh my God, what's about to happen? No, 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 no. No wheeling and dealing, no hustling from us. Consistent faithfulness, not because we sweeter than anybody. We saw it. We got the value of it. Listen, when I first got hired at the church, I got hired to do what I was already doing. As a servant, for free. Like, and I did it as if I, they were paying me. After hours of when I worked. I'd be, hey, I show up. I, listen, I counseled after hours. I secured facilities after hours. I ran programs after hours. I wasn't getting paid. It was for the Lord. I'm like, hey. I'm, I'm about to, I'm going to give myself a read. But some of us. Study, study in the wind. I'm only going to give myself if I know on the front end, now I'm going to get a harvest. You can't do that with the ground. You can't have your seed. I'm only going to put my seed in this ground. If you calculate the result and show me a sample, you got to what? Sow that seed in the ground by faith, don't you? You got to sow yourself by faith. Jesus did it, and, and Sister Debbie, we weren't even here yet. He did it for your life. You hadn't shown up to show him you was going to be faithful and honor his death and burial. He still gave his life, though, ahead of time. Did he give some of his life? All of it. To the point of death. For us, that wasn't even existing. As opposed to, ho, ho, before I give my life, I didn't know they're going to give their life. Go back and look at the Passion of the Christ. I know y'all want to pick that movie up. Pick it up. <laughs> Go back and look at it. That's what giving looks like. Hey, let's stand on our feet. That's enough.